I think just to say real quick, I've always kind of had this like plan B approach of like, man, if fitness doesn't work out in coaching, I'm going to use my physical strengths and abilities to go be a police officer, be a good laborer in a different industry. And I just felt personally for me, God just said, quit investing all your this other random time and energy on these other thoughts that you think might happen because plan A is not working and just invest all of that on plan A. Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. What's up, you guys? My name is Michael Strait. I'm 20, almost 29 years old, getting close to 30. And I uh, got a beautiful wife, two little boys uh, that are 14 months apart, two years old. And uh, my youngest, Josiah, is going to actually be one on October 18th. Dude, we were just, at, me and Alicia were talking last night, like, how old is Michael? And you answer the question, dude. 29, yeah. it's been... I guess six years since you're here, uh, College Station. Yep, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, so great seeing you You're here for Faith RX weekend. Yes. You know, it's like a homecoming. It is. Uh, you and Sophie. Uh, I, I and I was I didn't share this in our small group, but I was remembering the first workout you had, mm. and we talked about your tattoo, Jeremiah yeah. twenty nine eleven. Yep. And you know it was so cool because I think when you and I met would have been like two thousand twelve. Yes. Okay. And, and if I look back in my like faith journey, like it was very, it was still early. Like I, I really honestly just started reading my Bible in 2011. And yeah. so when I saw your tattoo, it was just like, oh, and I asked you what, what verse is that, you know, which kind of just signaled my, you know, newness as a believer. Cause wow. so many people know what Jeremiah 29 11 yeah. is and you answered it. And, you know, and the more I got to know you and then the, your family and like, Wow, it's just been so cool, man. Yeah, and what's crazy is that verse was due to, you know, my mom having three miscarriages after my second sister was born, and my, her and my dad not feeling led to have any more, and she read that verse and felt like God was calling them to try again, and they ended up getting blessed with two kids because I have a twin sister, and so just to know that, like, because of that verse, like, God's brought my twin sister around here, and they kind of come full circle, we decided um, to name my oldest son, my firstborn, Jeremiah. Wow. And his middle name is Raymond after my dad, which is also my middle name. And so to see just like, you know, the progression and, and just the path that God's kind of placed and just how that verse and that name has become so distilled within my, my myself and my family and now my son. It's just so cool. Oh, I love it, man. So we, I mean, we could start in a lot of different places, but yeah. I think let's just start with what brings you to College Station this weekend? Why are Gosh. you here? Yeah, so Sophie and I are here for the Faith RX camp and event. So it's just like so much stimulus and emotion for us. Um, again, kind of coming for full circle. Our first weekend apart from both of our boys um, and just the longest we've been away from them since Josiah was born a year ago. Uh, and then also, you know, this gym was where Sophie and I first met. It was the first CrossFit gym I was a part of where I started my CrossFit journey and coaching. Uh, my cousin Becky Konzelman, who is the founder of FaithRx, uh, is really the one that even brought me to CrossFit, and that's what led me to finding this gym, and just immediately feeling the presence of God in this space was like just where I knew I needed to be. 
Um, and then the deeper I dove into the community and the struggles and like, oh man, this workout's going to be so hard. The more I saw just how this correlated to like our biblical journey of going through trials and tribulations and using the courage and strength from other people to help assist you to get through a journey in life. But in this case, like a workout and coming out successful and like, yes, I did it. Uh, and then for Sophie and I, after we started dating, we started one of the very first Faith RX chapters here in College Station. And so, um, you know, Charlie, you reached out to us and some of the crew from the Faith RX leadership team to kind of invite and ask Sophie and I to be here this weekend. And so uh, for some of you guys that don't know, Becky passed away just about two years ago from a sudden brain aneurysm at 47 years old um, and still so hard to grasp and fathom. But... Um, it's just so cool to see and just even sitting down and seeing the Faith RX app and all these people that are here and the lives that have impacted and just I know for a fact she's looking down and just smiling and and knowing that this small little seed that God planted in her heart back in 2011 and her starting it in 2013 to see how much it's grown. Um, yes, it was by her acting on that purpose and seed that God planted, but it's his work that's been done. Yeah, and, and I feel like the word that comes to mind is what Guido said yesterday, legacy. Yeah. You know, here's a, a person in Becky whose legacy continues to live, right, through the the seed that God planted in her heart of Faith Rx. Mm. And, you know, she's no longer here, but it didn't stop God from using Amen. the movement, right? Yeah. And so, um, and I just love, Alicia has said this on multiple times, how many like every time we have heard Guido talk about Faith RX, which was at BCS Classic when we did the panel yeah. um, Thursday night, we had a little intimate gathering that he shared with some people at BoomFit. And yeah. then last night, he always honors Becky from such a sincere place. And just, you can feel it. So, yes. um, well, let's shift gears. So you guys are here for the camp. Very special weekend. Your yeah. first weekend away from your two kids. Yeah. You know, thanks, thanks, mom and dad, right? For, yes. Shout out. Randy. Um, let's go back. And before College Station, um, I mean, you, you, you've been an athlete all your life, right? So, mm -hmm. like, how did your journey start with fitness? Um, what was that relationship like? And, and kind of dive into, you know, what I remembered you sharing with me, like the identity wrapped around performance and high school and you know sports and all that stuff totally yeah so since we can remember i can remember i say we because i kind of bring in i guess my twin sister and on that uh just being super athletic the joke is that my oldest two sisters got the vocals and the strengths and just being amazing uh vocalists and my dad as well um, their voices are beautiful. And then my twin sister and I kind of got the athletic gifts. You don't want to hear probably her or myself really sing. Uh, and so since we can remember, it's just always been sports for me. It was football, track, basketball. As I got into high school, it was more just that uh, focus on football. And even more so because of my strength and ability was just my dad's discernment and uh, blessing and just guidance on like putting me into combines, putting me into camps, like doing performance course. Like since I can remember getting into a group of coaches and athletes that were helping make me a better football player and within my strengths. And so leading out of high school that led into um, trying to pursue college football. But I grew up around Texas A&M because my oldest sister went here and I went to a really big high school. And so I just didn't have a desire to go small and play small. I wanted to be a part of a bigger community and a bigger school just because I love being around people. 
And so as I got into uh, high, or excuse me, college and um, out of football, I started working out. And some people may not know this, but um, for a small period of time, I actually took some performance-enhancing um, supplements just because I wanted to get stronger and bigger. And I had a lot of an identity of like, man, I just want to look good and feel good and, and be big. And I look back at some pictures of that time, and I was like, man, I was just blown up and red, and it was not where God wanted me. And I ended up then finding CrossFit. So uh, if somebody's listening, and maybe they're younger, and maybe yeah. they're kind of in that spot, and you're 29 now, which it feels, I know for you, it feels like a life ago. Yeah. Because now you're married, you've got two kids, like, yeah. but for the, for, for some people, it's like very real, right? This desire mm-hmm. to, whether it's performance-based or insecurity or goals, you know, like yeah. when, when you're in that space, taking you back in time and were you doing something that ultimately you knew you shouldn't have been doing? Yeah, for sure. And I think there's a lot of red flags because I was having to take other stuff to help combat to not have side effects from what I was taking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was it was just so fleeting and so empty going into the gym, lifting by myself or lifting maybe with another guy, but still having headphones in. And um, it was just it was a trick to try to get somewhere faster um, when really all it was doing was just slowing me down. And you said it was a short time. So obviously you stopped pretty quickly. What what was it that like made you stop yeah I think the fear of the side effects and then also um you know this unrealistic reality of the way I thought I was going to turn out to look and feel didn't come out that way Mm. uh and so I think that can correlate to a lot of things obviously that we probably pursue in this world that don't plan out the way we think we're they're going to kind of this fantasy that we may create uh but then after that I think you know God used that as an opportunity to then after that stopped was when I found college chasing crossfit and got into this community and got around people that had a similar vision and goal. And by perseverance and hard work over a few years, I got stronger and more fit and more powerful and aesthetically, not even focus, focusing on aesthetic aesthetics, but all around and across the board better than I've ever felt, looked, and also my strength and endurance. So you mentioned Becky kind of introducing you to CrossFit. Yes. We, Becky was at the CrossFit Games mm-hmm. multiple years. So... How did you learn about CrossFit? And you kind of mentioned you, you came here, but what, when was the first time you heard about it? Um, I guess just from Becky, like she was really at her com- individually competitive best around that 2011, 2012 time, I believe. And, you know, we were really close. She's a, my cousin. And um, as she was kind of getting just at her competitive best, like she, as we would talk on the phone and have family gatherings, she's like, oh, you need to go find CrossFit. You're not doing football anymore. Like, go find a gym near you. Go try it out. And I was like, what is this thing? And ended up, you know, finding this place. Yeah. And so when you first got here, like, describe like the first six months. Oh my gosh, man. I think it was like trying to drink from a water hose. Like I (laughs) was so excited and and saw so much uh, joy and, and um, opportunity to like try to better myself and, and also weakness where I was not good at a lot of things. I think you probably remember I did one of the, I think I was probably two or three months in and did the in-house competition over in Bryan. And there's a specific picture and I even posted it, uh, in 2018 when I competed at regionals of me doing an overhead squat on my toes with my elbows (laughs) bent and the bar was 75 pounds. And so it, you know, it, 
I came a long way from yeah. that and then, you know, competing later uh, almost in the game. So being somebody who was so fit when you started, but having to kind of almost go back in time and be like elementary yes. in fitness, like there's probably some humility, um, some gradual steps. And I, I think every day and you're, I mean, you're a trainer, so you're, you're seeing it, but every day people have to do that when they get started. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, whether it's CrossFit or even just exercise in general, it's like kind of like start fresh and humble themselves to the process that's in front of them. So like what, when, if, how long did it take you to get your regionals? You said, when did you go? Eight, um, 2018, was, 18. So yeah. started CrossFit 2012. Yeah. Regionals five years later, like, which anybody listening that's not familiar with what that would mean, I mean, it's it regionals. What I would call it like a semi-professional level of the sport. Yeah. So it'd be like going from playing like junior high football to college football. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be able to make it to college football, you got to be good. Regionals, you got to be good. So like, what that five-year journey of learning skills and getting stronger and building work capacity, like. If you can summarize that process, like what did it teach you? How did you stick with it? Like what kept you working out and committed to it? Because it's let's be honest, it's easier for you to go some go do something that you can be good at right away. Yeah, amen. Um, I think where my mind initially goes, and kind of what we spoke at our meeting this morning with some of the Faith RX uh, leaders, was kind of getting into that uncomfortable space. Of like, man, if we're if there's something we truly want to get better at, like we're gonna have to make some sacrifice, like a little bit. If I want to lose weight, I'm gonna probably have to not eat McDonald's or Whataburger as much. I'm gonna probably need to eat a little healthier. Uh, but then taking it a step further, especially within the CrossFit community, is that word community. Like, there's no way that I would have been able to push myself and become a better athlete without guys like Matt Haynes and Todd and all these other guys that I saw that were better than me in certain lifts and movements and modalities. That uh, I was like, I need to train with them. They're gonna sharpen my iron. They're gonna make me better. They're gonna keep me accountable to be here, um, and they're gonna continue to push me and encourage me to be the best version of myself. Yeah. And you were doing it, you said earlier with headphones on by yourself. Yeah. And then to shift from going by yourself, working out and some people still do that, right? Yeah. They go to the gym and it's their time. And I'm not, I don't want it to sound like I'm judging that person, but, um, how did, how did you, how did you see different results and enjoyment from doing it with others comparatively to on your own? Totally. Uh, I think, you know, I have so much respect for people that continue to work out on their own or, or whatnot, but most times if they're still working out on their own, there's probably some sort of plan, um, let's say, uh, goal that they're trying to reach. And so there's a purpose of that journey they're trying to walk or, you know, to, uh, to get the results they're wanting through that program. Hopefully that's the plan. Um, and so, yeah, I think it, I, for myself, as I continued to get better and I saw more of my strengths and my, my weaknesses, I, I saw that I uh, thrived and flourished best with people that were better than me and that I could try to uh, compete with in a healthy way. Uh, you know, I ended up going and competing at regionals on a team because I knew personally, like I did not do as well on my own competing. I thrive better in environments where I know people are relying on me to do my best work um, so that they could go or that, you know, that transition as a, on a team. Yeah. I, I, as I'm hearing you too, and, I, and as we're sharing this, I like kind of 
I could see value because I like going out for a run by myself and yeah. just disconnect, right? It's like so peaceful and just going out for a run. I also like getting up in the morning and oftentimes doing a little workout in the garage, just kind of like turning on my own worship music. Mm-hmm. And there's something nice and peaceful about being alone in that moment. But what I've learned is those workouts, and sometimes I'm, I do that on like a Sunday because the gym's not open, pale in comparison to what I experience when I'm in a group in the classes, I always push harder. I enjoy being around the other people, the mm-hmm. high fives. So it's like, I love this like blend of both, but there's different things that I gain from my individual workouts, if we want to call it yes. that, compared to my community workouts, which, you know, we are at Faith RX weekend and I know that this isn't a Faith RX podcast, but tying that to our walk with Jesus, right? There's value in getting up and, or having time with Jesus, like one-on-one in God's word, in prayer, but then in a small group setting, when you're around other people, there's so much value and you're going to gain so much from, you know, Mm. the small group aspect. Yeah, totally. So, um, okay. So eight, I guess that kind of covers like the 2000, we'll call it CrossFit beginnings, 12, 13 to 18 regionals. Yeah. Uh, when did you guys have a baby? (laughs) Oh man, we, uh, had Jeremiah, um, August 13th, 2020. Okay. So at some point, I don't think you ever got the dad bod, did yeah. you? No. Okay. <laughs> Cause you've been, I mean, you're fit. I mean, you, you've been working out, but yeah. I am curious because I, I mean, I remember when you say guys like Todd, Matt, Cameron McClung, yes. you remember like, I remember you guys and you know, here I am still at, in, in the same place and doing the same thing. The, the, the youth continues to be youth, right? Yeah. But then yeah. I'm like, in my mind, I know at one point these guys are going to have <laughs> kids. Life's going to be a little different. There was there, Dude. when was that shift for you? Like, oh my gosh. Uh, that although yes, you, you're probably the 2012 to 18 or that season was mm-hmm. man, workout commitment. Uh, you know, we'll call it sessions were longer. Yeah. You were like trying to hit PRs. You go to regionals. I don't know. Is that the climax or did it like after that, was there another peak? No, that was definitely the peak. I was just <laughs> joking with Billy, one of the leaders here, as we were kind of working through the snatch progression. I said, man, did you ever have a moment in your life where you realized all your best or like heaviest lifts were behind you? And he laughed. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that was a long time ago. I was like, I'm experiencing that right now. <laughs> But in, in a good way, I, uh, so Seven and I got married in 2016, and we were in Dallas, and I became the uh, head fitness and wellness coach for a big corporation and ran their gym and platform for their corporation and their families for three years. And so that was 2016, and I trained competitively those other two years into 2018, but it was just Sophie and I, you know, and she was going to hair school and ended up starting her career as a hairstylist. And we set, we had a lot on our plate, but we didn't have the, uh, you know, with kids and a dog and all of those things. And so after 2018, I moved into a lead position role at another hiring training facility. We moved into a house. A week later, we got a dog. And then that next week, we found out we were pregnant with Jeremiah. And, and so, you remodeled that house. <laughs> yes. And so since really, yeah, that 2018, 2019 time frame, like so much has happened and changed. Uh and I think that's probably where like I realized my peak was at 2018. For those of you that kind of know the CrossFit world, 2018 was the last year they did regionals. And so my team and I placed ninth, and we were going to start training again to go for it again for 2019. 
Uh, but then they changed it to the sanctionals and you can make the super teams. And then we got pregnant and I was like, guys, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. For most people, they don't realize the commitment like yeah. from a CrossFit, like we can look at guy uh, at golfers and we can kind of almost uh, like say, okay, obviously to be that good, mm. you got to do this. Yeah. You can look at people in the NFL and you can say, obviously to be that good, you got to do this. But like when you look at CrossFit, I don't necessarily think people understand what it takes to be yeah. at the level that even to be at regionals. Right. So like what, yeah. you know, the, what was the time commitment of your training? Dude. What was the mental and emotional commitment yep. to the training that it took to peak, let's say in 2018. And then we'll shift and kind of talk about what, how that changed and what it yeah. looked like after. Um, Big thing was obviously I was working with the team, so I had that accountability, and we had a coach that was programming our team training and workouts. And then also I needed, I knew I needed to outsource some other stuff that I wasn't good at, or just didn't have the mental capacity and energy to put towards. So one of my good buddies I ended up bringing on as my nutrition coach, and so I was only eating like three thousand calories a day. He's like, dude, I've got some of my girls that are eating more than you, so I upped my intake to five thousand. And so I was eating nonstop. I was would coach the 6 a.m. class at the corporation. I would work out after that from about 7 to probably almost 9. And then as we got closer into the season, I would also do another session at the end of the day. So I would train for anywhere from 3 to 4.5 hours a day. I was eating 5,000 calories. had another great friend, close chiropractic buddy that I would go get maintenance work um, probably two to three times a week. Uh, doing the Normatec compression, mm. cryotherapy. I mean, it was it was a big commitment. And in, in, in kind of it's all for hobby, right? Like, yeah. It's kind of like... Uh, I'm like, not getting paid. Yeah, you're just doing it for fun. <laughs> yeah. So when you guys um, got pregnant, yep. you kind of came off of the that level of commitment. What did workouts mm-hmm. look like after that? Oh, man. Uh, a lot of humbleness, I think, of like, I'm just working out to work out now. Like, there's not this... <laughs> Uh, end goal and really even more so as I left that corporation um, in the November of 2018 and then moved into this lead trainer role in this personal training space it was more of my clientele like 40 to 65 more of this functional fitness pain-free approach and so over these past three years from 2018 to now 2021 my style of training and coaching has really transformed a lot as well Um, to just more of this kind of functional approach training to be pain pain free, feel strong, feel good. Yeah. So it's almost like your maturity in that area really helped you in your craft, like in your career. Yes. And so, um, at what, at any point would you say that you were like not into it or do you, have you maintained that like motivation to exercise and yeah, I think like just accepting and realizing the chapters of life. Like that was kind of going to the joke I just made about my, my best strengths or lists being behind me. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. And saying that out loud is still like, I'm, (laughs) I'm telling myself that. Um, but just realizing that that wasn't something that I could uphold and do forever. It was such a great time and uh, joy that I'll have and be able to look back at, but there's so much more joy in this new chapter of life as a father and a business owner and a husband that really need a lot of my attention and priority. And training that much and as much as I was just isn't a part of that priority anymore. Yeah, there's only 100% of you available. Yeah. And 
you know, now you've got other areas that you got to give. Totally. You know? But that doesn't change the fact that, you know, you and I still have the same amount of time in a day, 24 hours. I know I'm sleeping for some of those, six to eight, depending yeah. on the boys waking up in the middle of the night. Um, but we, we've got the same time. How are we being diligent with it? But fitness, for sure, is still a priority to me. And yeah. it's an outlet and, and all those things. This year, I'm actually doing a million-meter challenge on oh. the rower, on the Concept 2 rower. Wow. And so I had a buddy, again, that accountability and that we are rowing one million meters on the rower. So most of my training this year has been on the rower. So what does that break down to a week? It comes out you, like, every 365 days. It's 2,740 meters every day. Um, wow. So 2,800 meters a day. Yeah. So I ended up just trying to round that up to like 3,000. Um, I'm actually about 150,000 meters ahead of pace, but I'm trying to finish. You're 150,000 meters ahead? Yes. So we've got you, about bro. two and a half months left, obviously, of this year. We're in October of 2021. I'm trying to finish by the end of this month. So I'm at 924,000 meters right now. What what time of day do you do it and how do you break uh, it up? It depends really just kind of with my, my training schedule of personal training with my clients um, and kids, but I'm usually doing it probably first thing earlier in the morning after some of my early clients or like later at night. Just a 3,000 meter? Uh, right now I'm trying to hold five to 7,500 meters a day. Yeah. Oh, because you're overpaced. Yes, and I'm trying so to So will finish. you go straight through just... Yeah, I'll usually like maybe pause at like 2,000 meters. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like if I probably get about 10 meters of pull. So that's like if I'm yeah. doing 5,000 meters, it's like 500 pulls on the rower. I mean, it's totally doable if you think about it from like yeah. 1,000 meters for most people is four to five minutes. Yep. So if you commit 15 minutes a day, exactly, you can hit that 3,000. You're on it. And like for most people who come to a CrossFit gym, just show up a little early or stay a little after. Exactly. And that's, but it's, that's so easy to say. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it really is. And it, I feel like that's kind of what God's been showing me throughout this year is that like, hey, it's only 15 day, fifteen minutes a day. Like I have 15 minutes a day. I sit on my phone for 15 minutes, more than 15 minutes a day, you know, just scrolling. So, but just through that diligence and just that brick by brick approach of just a little by little, like. Man, within one year for me, but for anyone's journey, there can be so much progress. And you view the rower so much different. Yes. I'm not <laughs> no, going right. to be on it. I, I love you. You say that too, because I think, you know, going back to a spiritual standpoint, it's like reading God's word, right? It's overwhelming to think, mm. oh man, this Bible is so big and where do I start? Yeah. And it's like, man, just, you know, 15 minutes a day, you know, or time with him or that's a discipline tactic, right? Yes. On anything that we talk about mobility or... Totally. Um, okay. So when did you start your newest venture? And mm. let's talk a little bit about that and kind of how like your fitness journey in the history of, you know, you working out and working at different places because you obviously started or you were here and then you went to a construction company that you were the corporate wellness and then you had lead trainer. So like yep. this, all this collective time of exercise, time in coaching, like what birthed what you're doing now? Gosh, yes. It's just crazy how it's all just leveled on each other and, and grown me within my profession. Um, 
Yeah, in that lead trainer role, there was a lot of ambition and hope. There was some pretty big investment behind it, and for it to grow into this, you know, massive um, space that was going to multiply and have other locations. And long story short, that just didn't end up happening, which was totally fine. And so, kind of being able to sit down with my wife about a year and a half, almost two years ago, and saying, "Hey, this isn't going where we thought it was going to go. What do we do?" And um, I felt that was really even through that whole time, God was just marinating and protect and beginning to create the seed in my heart that like, Michael, it's time to do what you want to do mm-hmm. <laughs> and create this vision that I had. So as I transitioned out of CrossFit and corporate and then more into this lead trainer kind of pain-free functional fitness approach, I learned so much within those two years that I was at uh, my lead training role and also just became to to gain a lot of confidence and knowledge of like, man, the type, these people are coming to work with me because they trust me. They want me to guide them and lead them in a direction to lose weight, to become more functional, to be um, able to bend over and pick up their grandkids safely and effectively and just took a lot of pride and um, seriousness in that. And um, I just, I wanted to be more than just a trainer. Like I have such a heart for people and getting into personal training, I almost felt like I was disrespecting my background of community and CrossFit. And so I was like, man, how can I bring this more intimate, deeper level relationship with clients into that one-on-one or small group setting? And so I ended up leaving my role as the lead trainer back September 17th of 2020, four weeks before Josiah, my second son, was born and started my own venture called Luxury Lifestyle Training. And so our kind of um, goal or mission is we're creating a premium concierge training experience. So we service clients in-home. We're actually building out a space, which we can talk about more here in a second, where we'll service clients on-site. And then we also do corporate um, services and gym build-outs. How'd you come up with the name of the business? Oh, gosh. Um, I've, I've got, I had a lot of different ideas. But um, actually, my LLC, no one probably knows this, is actually Straight Line Fitness, like my last name. I have a DBA doing business as luxury lifestyle training. And I wanted, I guess just to be completely transparent, most of my clientele is... Um, a clientele in the area that's probably more established has more of a disposable income to invest into themselves within training. Um, but also I chose, so that luxury lifestyle kind of coins to that um, niche of clientele that, that I pursue, but that, that's not, I want to touch a lot of people's lives, everyone. But um, also I wanted it to, one of our mottos is your life is your luxury. And I think we all have this life and this body that we should treat treat as a luxury that God's given us and uh, use it and move it in a healthy, luxurious way that glorifies him, but also the goals that we want to pursue. Yeah. Um, The colors that I've chosen for LLT is purple and then like white and black. And I purposely chose purple for that royalty uh, vibe that um, goes into luxury, but also even more so it resembles Christ Mm. and his royalty of being the highest. And so that's kind of the thought so process. So you guys are open in your own place? Yeah. So we actually, when I left um, in September, I approached my dad and said, hey, I want to build out my garage. Really, really nice. 400 square feet. Would you help me do that? And he said, when do you want to do it? So we ended up ordering equipment around COVID, getting it like three months later, built out the garage. 
And um, I actually take, I'd probably do about 30 to 40 training sessions a week, and 25 of those are out of my garage at my house. And again, just I wanted to be diligent with what God's given me and the risks that I felt comfortable taking on. And then from there, just create this ripple effect of just hard work, trust, and diligence just to take the next step. So the next step after that was I brought on my lead trainer now. His name is Matthew Barron, one of my best buddies up in Dallas. Uh, We actually kind of met here through College Station and the fitness world. And I said, look, man, I need someone to come on that can help come alongside me and partner that I know and can trust. Like if I died tomorrow that could take this over, um, I would love that to be you. And he was like, when do you want me to start? So Mm. that's kind of long story short. So he ended up coming on in May of this year and just diving and immersing full head uh, into my vision and helping just come alongside of me to take this to the next step. Well, now that next step is building out our own space. And so actually right outside of my neighborhood off of Highway 75, um, we've got about 2,500 square feet that we are leasing and building out. And we are actually even bringing in Sophie, my wife, and my sister's hair salon. And so they're going to have about 20 by 15. Uh, They're going to have their own space. They'll have three chairs for them and then another person that they'll lease out another chair to. And then the other 17 to 1,800 square feet is our gym studio. Love it, man. I'm going to come check it out. When is it going to be done? So in my, you know, fantasy mind, (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, we'll get construction going and we'll be. I was actually nervous to come to this weekend to Faith RX. I was like, we're probably almost going to have the gym open by then. (laughs) That's a joke. Uh, with cities and permits and COs, I, uh, we are finally, like, literally I just sent the last document that the city needs to get our official permit uh, to hopefully start this coming week. So we're hoping for a December 1st opening. Oh, I mean, so it'll be pretty quick after yeah. you got the permit. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, the framing is already, we've already demoed and done a little bit of framing, and so really just the plumbing and um, the equipment actually gets delivered on Monday. We're going to store it in a warehouse. It's like, we're, we've got all these puzzle pieces everywhere. Yeah. We're just so excited to bring them together, right, probably after Thanksgiving going into December. Man, are you, uh, what are, describe what emotions you're feeling uh, Gosh. about it all. So many, so many emotions, and I don't, I don't say this in like a conceited way at all. I think I feel a lot of confidence and um, just like I mentioned, just that ripple wave effect of like just taking on that next next risk that I feel comfortable doing. And I think when you've got something so distilled in your heart and something you believe in that can really impact lives and the vision that you want to bring to life is so vivid in your mind, like there's just, there's nothing to do just to act. Mm. And so... Obviously, I think I've been learning a lot about just patience and, con- and control, that not all these things are in my control, obviously, with trying to get this permit. Um, but knowing that like the end result's going to be here, um, and we're going to have so much time after this to mm. invest. And I think just to say real quick, I've always kind of had this like plan B approach of like, man, if fitness doesn't work out in coaching, I'm going to use my physical strengths and abilities to go be a police officer, be a good laborer in a different industry. And I just felt personally for me, God just said, quit investing all your, this other random time and energy on these other thoughts that you think might happen because plan A is not working and just invest all of that on plan A and think about how much more Mm. could, could, uh, you could accomplish. And so this year, when I say like we've been going all in financially and emotionally and with all of our energy, like there's no plan B for me anymore. I love that because I think 
how do you can even tie it into a fitness journey for somebody who feels that way going into a program. Let's say they just invested in a luxury lifestyle training program and they put a lot of money down, but they, in their mind, they're kind of like, well, if this doesn't work out Mm -hmm. plan B, right. And and it's like, no, like go all in. Like when you sign up for a training program, when you sign up at a CrossFit gym, when you are committing to a meal plan, I mean, most of the times when you commit fully, it works. Yeah. You know, I mean, (laughs) and that goes for sometimes business too, but it's that distraction. And again, that mentality of like your thoughts are powerful, Mm -hmm. you know, um, basically by stating plan B, it's like setting, even though you would never say this, it's like setting a goal to fail Yeah. because you're allowing that other option in your mind. Exactly. And I know that in some circumstances, roadblocks happen right and yeah to me in my opinion is like when something when a big giant roadblock happens that's god telling us hey pursue another path you know totally um but on that note you know to kind of almost bring this full circle in closing the the coolest thing is right like I, i remember you being here I just, you I mean, you've had leadership traits. You've, we've talked about you starting businesses and yeah. you've got such a beautiful family, such a great example in your family. Um, you know, you've been, I believe you've been an entrepreneur since this first time I met you. Right. Yeah. So it's no shocker to me. It's cool to see it all kind of go down the path. I love that you went and worked somewhere and you experienced some other ex- experiences and environments that now you are prepared and equipped to do what you're doing um, as opposed to just going into that immediately. And so, um, but going back to kind of the podcast, it's building better people. Uh, Mm. I believe you were here when we kind of really came up with that slogan. It was around 2013 when Sarah and Andy were here and it was, you know, for me it was huge, right? Because it put into words my why right? Yes. The purpose. And then, and then it became a, a kind of a, how do I transcend that purpose into the staff and into the community? And how does it become something that we really live by? And the podcast was kind of just an effort to really just help remind people of why we do what we do. Cause everybody has a story mm-hmm. and we hear people share their testimonies or their fitness journeys um, on this podcast and we interviewed, we've had 250 or so, um, that people are basically sharing, you know, in the podcast, how working out makes them a better version of themselves. Yeah. Uh, so for you, Michael, and now in your experience as a trainer, you know, what does building better people mean? Like if you hear those three words or how is it true in your life? Man, um, kind of Matthew and I have, these three words that have continued to come out of our mouths, um, which and what we're kind of building our pillars on with LLT are our three eyes. It's intentional, interactive, and intimate. And I guess for me, like I just said, you know, I've always had this desire to be more than just a trainer. And so, uh, we want to be intentional within our training, our conversation, intimate and interactive with the community. And we just feel like those three things are what kind of embody like our heart and our heartbeat of what we're wanting to do and accomplish. Um, and so I think our goal is just to be able to impact people's lives in those three ways that we hope, yes, they're coming in to work out and feel better about themselves, but we want to make such a deeper impact, um, in that way. And I think that can go within fitness and any other realm of like, if we just have this 
kind of bigger third bird's eye view mindset of the the things that we're doing and, and saying and the actions that we're putting out into the world and the community have a bigger impact than just ourselves or the self-reflection of what we're trying to accomplish so people can encourage or say you did a great job like there's so much more um, impact that can happen when you have that bigger bird's eye view of uh, how it affects the community and the other people and that's you know we have just been given gifts and feel led to do that through the fitness space and I would just encourage anyone else that no matter what space that you're in like you're there for a reason and there's a bigger goal and um, objective that I believe you should probably try to pursue and kind of just ask and step back and see how you can make a bigger impact. Love it, man. Yeah. So great having you. Thanks, thanks, Michael. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.